Good afternoon. I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Thanks for joining us. We begin with the latest on Pepito, which has strengthened into a storm as it head towards or at, as it heads towards the Isabela Aurora area. This morning, parts of Lopez Quezon were submerged in floodwaters due to the downpour. Dennis Tato now joins us with the latest. Dennis, what else can you tell us? Yes, uh, several areas in the town of Lopez in Quezon province are flooded after the Lolong River overflow because of heavy rains brought by tropical storm Pipito. According to some residents, they started to experience non-stop heavy rains since last night. Based on the monitoring of municipal disaster risk reduction and management office in Lopez, seven barangays are now uh, submerged in the water ranging from knee deep to waist deep, especially those in, in low-lying areas. National road in Poblacion going to Bicol is not possible to light vehicles, according to Quezon Governor Danilo Suarez. Authorities are on standby and they are ready to rescue residents if needed. Governor Suarez also said that they, uh, that they already prepared the goods in case the situation worsened. As of this time, Lopez Quezon is still experiencing heavy rains. That's why authorities is on uh, alert for possible uh, uh, other uh, situation that uh, will, uh, that uh, heavy rains will cause to this uh, municipality, uh, Carmina. All right, thanks a lot, Dennis Dato. There, joining us on the line back here in the newsroom, President Duterte slams alleged anomalies at the Department of Public Works and Highways, but clears its chief, Secretary Mark Villar, from any liability. Senators earlier flagged a 345 billion peso lump sum inserted in the agency's proposed 2021 budget. Some lawmakers and department officials also allegedly asked for kickbacks from contractors that win projects from the agency. But during his weekly address to the nation. Duterte expressed his trust in Villar, whose billionaire family owns a real estate empire. Si Villar Mayaman, Secretary Villar, marami pera hindi ang kailangan mga urakot. Ang problema sa baba, malakas pa rin hanggang ngayon. Kaya niya mas sa mga project sa baba, yun ang laro dyan. So we might uh, in, uh, maybe place another structure, structure, uh, structure to, to, to improve the integrity of the project. The DPWH is asking for a 667.3 billion peso budget in 2021. That's one of the biggest among executive departments. The government is seeking to resume its massive infrastructure program to generate jobs during the pandemic. In other news, when MMDA spokesperson Celine Pialago voiced out her sentiment regarding the controversial burial of Baby River, daughter of jailed activist Reina May Nasino, Pialago was met not only with criticisms, but also sound advice as to why she should refrain from issuing such comments. Yesterday, the government official trooped to the NBI to seek help. She said she's contemplating on filing charges against those who issued libelous statements against her. Moving on three years after the liberation of Marawi from terrorists, President Duterte says the government will need more time to rebuild the Islamic city in the southern Philippines. Thousands of homes were destroyed and more than 350,000 people were displaced when the Islamic State-inspired Maute group laid siege on Marawi back in 2017. 
The government leader declared victory against the Mauti group after five months. The problem is about Marawi community itself. Hindi sa gobyerno. We started it and we are at it already because yung the clearing of explosives ang matagal. Then you have to contend with titles. Yung mga titles ninyo dyan, dubli-dubli. The money is there. Do not worry. And we will uh, continue to spend uh, until such time that Marawi is rebuilt to its former glory. For a parliament member of the Bangsamora Transition Authority, the delay in the rehabilitation of Marawi all boils down to budgetary issues. Zia Alonto Adiong also disappointed. Lawmakers still haven't passed the Marawi Compensation Bill, which was first filed in Congress in August of last year. That measure seeks to provide 1,500 pesos worth of compensation for residents of Marawi who lost their homes. Personally, as an IDP, it's really disappointing because we've been, as I've said, we've been waiting for three years now. And it, it you know, a lot of uh, opportunity was, uh, uh, you know, a lot of opportunity was uh, was already, I don't know, uh, put to waste because for two years, the Congress uh, would have at least uh, discussed about the specific allocation for Marawi rehabilitation. And we've been telling this even even during the siege, that there's going, there has to be a specific dedicated budget that would be introduced in the GAA, the, well, um, uh, apart from also the compensation bill. Mm. Because of what happened in the lead, House leadership, we don't exactly know what would what is the fate of this compensation bill. A human rights lawyer says the implementing rules and regulations of the anti-terror law failed to give clarity to the controversial measure. Instead, attorney Edre Olalia, president of the National Union of People's Lawyers, says more questionable provisions were even added in the IRR. One of which is uh, the expansion of the um, potential that a advocacy strike dissent may be considered as an act of terrorism. It also sneak in um, the um, uh, possibility that despite the absence of any written authorization, which are, we are questioning in the first place, yeah. uh, that um, a person can be detained more than the um, uh, customary or allowable periods of detention of maximum of 36 hours. It was a vain attempt to prettify the law and salvage the infirmities in the law, which is not allowed. It was a disingenuous way to, um, to cure what is already in the law itself. Still, the Justice Department again defended the IRR from critics warning against possible abuses. The agency assures the public designating an individual or an entity as a terrorist goes through a thorough process. Yes, we had a very specific concept of what a terrorist is, and we'd like to think that it is clearly reflected in the definition of terrorism and terrorism-related activities under the law and in the implementing rules and regulations. So um, as far as I'm concerned, as far as the Department of Justice is concerned, the Anti-Terrorism Council is concerned, if your acts do not fall within any of those definitions, whatever your color is, um, I, I think, you know, you should have no problem. If you are tagged accordingly, improvidently, improperly, well, of course, we always test these things in court. And I think you, you'll always have judicial redress. That's always going to be available to you.
A Philippine police general who survived a helicopter crash seven months ago has died. The former PNP director for comptrollership, Major General Jovic Ramos, was aboard a Bell 429 chopper when the PNP chief, or make that when then PNP chief, R.G. Gamboa, and other high-ranking police officials when it crashed in Laguna province last month. Ramos had been in a coma since the crash. The PNP chief had ruled out any foul play in the crash, calling it purely an accident. Global coronavirus cases have crossed the 40 million mark. The horrific milestone was reached on Monday, fueled by a resurgence of the virus in Europe. Data show the pace of the pandemic continues to pick up. It only took 32 days to go from 30 to 40 million cases, compared with the 38 days it took to get from 20 to 30 million. The U.S. remains the worst hit country with 8.2 million cases and 220,000 deaths. It is followed by India with 7.5 million cases and then Brazil with over 5 million. More than 1.1 million people have died from the disease since it first emerged in China late last year with 27.6 million or make that wild 27.6 million have recovered. The Philippines records more than 2,000 new COVID-19 cases, many of them from Quezon City. But the city's health office says the area's coronavirus positivity rate is going down. Rafael Bosano reports. The past months saw the national capital region as having the most newly recorded cases in the daily updates of the Philippine Health Department. But on Sunday, the DOH changed its manner of reporting areas with the highest new cases. Instead of the capital region, the place with the highest number is one of its cities, Quezon City. In the previews, we were uh, doing these uh, areas na mas malalaki, no? uh, by the region or kaya ay by the uh, bigger areas na clusters no pero ngayon ang ginagawa natin it's specific to the city it's specific to the area this also provides us na mabigyan natin ng information ang ating local government so that accountability will be there on Monday, Quezon City once again has the highest number of new cases at 141. This was followed by Cavite, Laguna, Batangas, and Rizal, all of which belong to Region 4A. Overall, more than 2,600 new infections were reported, bringing the Philippines' COVID-19 tally to nearly 360,000. The health department reminds everyone to interpret numbers with caution, especially when other factors also determine whether or not a particular area can indeed be considered a high-risk area. But in the new reports, knowing which municipalities in certain provinces have seen new cases cannot be determined. And while Quezon City tops the list, the city's health office says the numbers are heading the right direction. Numbers are going down. Positivity rate is going down. Are not at, as they say. Their age one is below one. Mm -hmm. So far, the city is below one. Our recovery, as of the last data of um, Dr. Roddy, is at 90%. If you take all of those into consideration and then in terms of um, attack rate, what the DOH wants is for local governments to see the data to be able to act accordingly. For Quezon City, their messaging remains the same. 
adhere to minimum health standards, especially since the world has yet to approve a vaccine against the virus. Meanwhile, the DOH continues to wait on documents from Gamaleya Institute of Russia to be able to proceed with the planned clinical trials in the country. They are also looking at the possibility of putting up a manufacturing plant for the vaccine. Bureau of Investments also is uh, uh, coordinating with the Russian uh, Federation para makita natin how feasible that might be. Sinopharm, however, has backed out of plans for a clinical trial and said they are more interested in just supplying the vaccine. But the DOH says it's putting its focus on manufacturers who are interested in conducting clinical trials. Rafael Bosano, ABS-CBN News. Migrant Filipino workers are no longer required to undergo COVID-19 tests if they come from countries with a low or medium amount of cases. The Philippine Health Department says asymptomatic OFWs will be allowed to go home, but OFWs with symptoms and those coming from areas with high rates of infections will still have to be tested and then undergo isolation. The Metro Manila Council considering further easing regulation on public movement ahead of the holiday season. Metro Manila Development Authority General Manager Jojo Garcia says the council is looking at shortening curfew hours from 12 midnight to 3 a.m. by December. That's one hour shorter than the 12 a.m. to 4 a.m. curfew recently approved for most of the capital region except in Navota City where it will remain at 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. spiritually, mentally, talagang important yung face-to-face na pagsama. So ngayon, uh, by December po siguro, iusun natin ng 12 to 3 a.m. to para bigyan daan sa December 16, yung simbang gabi. Mga sale, mga tsangge, no? pwede pong payagan yan, uh, of course, uh, sa pakikipag-coordinate uh, din sa DALG. Hindi naman sa tomorrow, no? extended hours. Uh, siguro, part na rin yan, kaya in-extend natin ang curfew ng 12 para magkaroon din sila ng activities. Ang uh, talagang pinagbabawal ang uh, Christmas parties. The government will look for funds to settle its debts with the Philippine Red Cross. That's according to President Duterte after the Red Cross suspended COVID-19 tests funded by state insurer make that health insurer PhilHealth until its 930 million peso debt has been settled. Duterte adds he will meet with Red Cross Chairman Senator Richard Gordon over the matter. The Red Cross has conducted about one million COVID-19 tests, or about a fourth of the total tests in the country so far. Malacanang has said other laboratories can do more tests while the issue is being addressed. Present the the solution to the co-operative budget. Do not worry, we will pay. It will take time, but we will pay. We look for the money. Duma antayo ng malaking gastos at we are trying to make both ends meet. Ikangangong parang plastiko talagang. According to Interior Undersecretary Eduardo Año, government will begin settling that debt as soon as this week. PhilHealth officials are facing corruption charges, including its former chief, Ricardo Morales. 
World News Now, the final debate between U.S. President Donald Trump and his Democratic challenger Joe Biden will feature a mute button. The Presidential Commission on Debate says each candidate's microphone will be silenced to allow the other to give opening remarks at the start of each segment. After that, both microphones will be turned on to allow a back and forth. The Trump campaign voiced objections to the change but said the president would still take part in the debate in Tennessee on Thursday. Biden's camp did not immediately comment. Trump had repeatedly interrupted Biden in their first debate last September 29. So far, over 30 million Americans have already cast their ballots ahead of the elections on November 3. That'll do it for today. Thanks for joining us. I'm Karina Constantino. If you want to revisit today's episode, Dateline Philippines podcast is on Spotify and Apple podcast. Play back the interviews too on ANC's YouTube channel. Keep safe, everyone, as you keep it here on ANC.